five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Yeah, what's good? You are now tuned in to a new episode of Motivation Conversations with your host, Hope Hill. Hey, you guys. Um, <laughs> every time I do my intro, I feel so awkward. I don't know why. I guess because I haven't gotten exactly like my punchline, I guess. But anyways, we're here. What's up? I have a new episode and I have a new topic um, extremely relevant to my life right now, as all my episodes usually are. But this one, um, I really wanted to do it because I felt like it would also not only help me, but definitely help a lot of people that I know right now. Um, so on this top, on this episode, excuse me, we are going to talk about the five stages of grief. Now, I know when you first hear that, you're thinking like, okay, well, I'm not grieving. I haven't lost a loved one. But grief can happen in so many different forms in our life. You know, like grieving the loss of a job, the loss of a home, the loss of a relationship, the loss of who you thought you were or who you had this idea of who you were as a human being. And now you're no longer in that. You know, like there's so many things that you can grieve in this life and I personally went through um, the grief of losing someone, losing someone very, very, very close to me, my best friend, my, my dad, as you all know. And um, this process has been, when it comes to grieving, it's no linear process. Um, I came across a quote, a quote, excuse me, and it along the lines of it says, we do not enter and leave each individual stage in a linear fashion in regards to the five stages of grief. And it's so true because even as I was researching these stages and I was reading more and learning about it, I was realizing like, yeah, I was there and then I felt that and then I kind of went back to this stage and then I kind of was over here in this other stage and then I didn't feel this before this. I felt this after. So it's definitely different. You know, everybody's process is different and I just want to share, you know, my story and grief and what I've learned in these processes and going through these stages in hopes that someone else will now, you know, not suppress those emotions of pain and hurt and anger because you, you it's necessary, you know, it's a part of grief. So, yeah, the very first stage of grief is denial. Denial is usually what kicks in right after a loss. You know, this is where your shock comes in. You know, it's kind of like nature's way of letting in only as much as you can handle at a time. You know? So it's like, for me personally, and I make it, I, I'm usually always vulnerable with you guys, but I've never really talked about that entire process. Um with my dad going to the hospital, being in the hospital for 37 days, I watched my father pass away, unfortunately, and there was nothing that I could do. And even saying that right now, it, it, it's kind of crazy because that moment in that hospital with them pumping his chest, it popped up in my head again, and it was so hard and so painful for me 
to come to terms with that. Like, it was just so crazy because just the day before, me and my sister were laughing and joking about how when my dad made it out of this, we were he was going to be, like, super religious, even more than he was now. He was going to be, like, in church every single day. He was going to be, like, those people praising, the praising God on the train with the mics and stuff. We made so many jokes about how he was going to change, you know, if God had brought him through this. And literally, the next day, he passed away. And that night, you know, I cried so hard. I, I couldn't believe it. Like, I was just, my emotions were so high that I couldn't even, like, realize what I was feeling because it was so much. But the next day, and I woke up, and I was obviously well aware of what happened, but something subconsciously changed in me. And I think this is where the denial started to sit in because I kind of put it somewhere. Like, I was telling people very close to me, I was like, I put this idea of my dad no longer being here and passing away and that entire situation, I put it in a place in my brain and I locked it up and I put it so far and just so out of reach because I didn't want to deal with it. The pain was way, way, way too much for me to handle you guys. Like, you guys don't understand. And actually, and you know what? I took that back. Some of you definitely probably do. That shit fucking hurts. Let me tell you, I'm not going to sugarcoat losing a parent, especially a loved one. It hurts. And my form of denial, because I could not deal with the pain, was to put it away in a place where I didn't really come to terms with it for a while. I was just operating on like a... A robot, you know, doing something because it had to be done, but I wasn't really in touch with what I was feeling for a long, long, long time until I really didn't have a choice but to recognize and acknowledge my feelings. You know, for some, you may not have lost a loved one, but, you know, you're in denial of losing a relationship. You know, when you guys, when you break up with someone and you're just so messed up about it and you keep writing to them and you keep, like, you know, trying to make the relationship work and when people ask about the person you don't tell them that you guys broke up that's a form of denial you know you're in shock you don't want to accept what it is that the situation has presented to you so you formulate these other ideas in place until you can and you take little by little by little and that's what denial was for me so even if like I said if you're not grieving a loss of a person, the fucking stages are the same. I will say that. The stages are definitely the same. And after the denial starts to fade, because it doesn't last a long time, because your reality will definitely not allow that to happen. Trust me. Like, things around you, people talking to you, it's going to happen, whereas you cannot deny the fact that this person is no longer here. And I couldn't, I couldn't deny the fact that my dad was no longer here anymore. Like, I had to accept it. I had no choice. But right after I started to no longer suppress my emotions, mm, the first thing I felt, you guys, so much fucking anger. And that is the next stage of the, um, the, grieving, the, the grieving process. Excuse me. And I was angry but something I had to realize was that anger has no limits and I should be angry 
you know like it's necessary for me to feel angry because this is a situation uh you know it was a very traumatic time in my life it was very hard for me to witness you know the only man in my life that I truly ever sincerely loved from the bottom of my heart with everything in me was no longer here I should be angry about that but at first I felt like I I shouldn't have it was a lot of confusing feelings I'm telling you guys like it was a lot but it was necessary it's necessary to deal with this shit to figure it out to give yourself grace to pace yourself to allow yourself to go through it and learn and grow and heal but my anger was definitely with God I was mad at God and I've said this in more than one episode I've told you guys I've I was very very angry because I felt like me and God have this great relationship of course he's gonna spare my dad of course he's gonna save him of course he's gonna heal him why wouldn't he he loves me he done all these other things for me and that's not what I got and I was I was very upset for a long time and my therapist had told me like God can handle it and I'm think I've spoken about this too on another episode and she told me like you know it's okay to be angry it's just how you manage your anger you know don't project it onto other people learn to figure out how to use your anger to produce something positive for me that was working out anytime I felt so angry I just started working out so much, you know, and that was something that started to fulfill me. So I was using this very negative and extremely painful emotion, and I made something beautiful out of it. And I was really, really, really happy with that because I needed it, you know? Like, I couldn't feel angry because when you feel a negative emotion extremely, we all know that all it does is just impregnate another negative emotion and then another negative emotion and then it just goes on and on and on and now you find yourself in a depressive state so it's just like you gotta you gotta find I'm not saying you know you particular but me myself I thought I had to tell myself like we gotta find something to do with this anger like it just can't sit here because it is making me anxious and depressed and I also realized that being angry was okay because it was an indication of how intense my love was for my father. So it made sense to me that I was angry because I lost someone that was extremely important to my life. So when you are angry, feel it. Go ahead. Acknowledge it. But just understand what it means. It means that your love was that real. You understand what I'm saying? The next stage, bargaining. See, this stage I learned, it can happen before loss or after loss or both. For me, it was kind of both. But it more so happened after, and that's, again, because I really honestly thought that my dad was going to make it. And I'm not even lying to you guys. I was. That's why the shock was so severe for me, because it was completely different than what I had planned. But you know what they say. You want to make God laugh? <laughs> Tell him your plans. So, but for as far as bargaining, you know, this is where you have the, uh, if only I did this and what if I did that, that starts to set in a lot in this stage. You know, you're bargaining. You feel like, for me, I was like, 
damn, if maybe I would have just went to go meet my dad that day that he asked me, or if maybe I would have never made him go to the hospital because I made him go to the hospital because he didn't look well and I recognized it, or maybe if I did this, and I just started going through all these things about my actions and what I could have done that maybe could have changed what happened. You know, maybe if I didn't say this or if I didn't, and it, it, <laughs> there was nothing that I could do because God knew. God already knew. So it, it doesn't make sense to really fill yourself up with what if and if only because you can't change it. You can't go back and change. So to bargain, oh, man, it's, it's kind of like it, it kind of brings in a lot of guilt. It, it definitely brings in guilt because you feel guilty. You know, I felt guilty because I didn't meet my dad one day when he called me to go help him carry something. I felt guilty because, <laughs> let me tell you guys this, my dad was asking for so many things um, before he went on the ventilator in the hospital. And one of those were some french fries with ketchup on it. And I got ketchup packets on it and get the ketchup on top. And he was so upset about it. Like, he was like, no, you were supposed to get pour, pour the ketchup on the top because it gets warm with the fries. So by the time you got here, I could have ate it and everything would have been warm. Now I'm going to have cold ketchup on my warm fries. And I, at that time, I couldn't understand. And I was like, maybe if I would have just put the ketchup on the french fries, like, that was going to be the, the life-saving change that, was, that he needed, you know? Like, it was ridiculous for me to think that way. But I felt guilty. And I felt like if I could have done something different, and that wasn't the case. Sometimes it's just fate. Sometimes God knows his plan is way bigger, most times, all times actually, is way bigger than anything that you can see right now. And I had to realize that. I had to take a step and realize, like, I could have appreciated more. That's what I could have did differently. I could have expressed my love more. I mean, I always did, but it's never too, never enough, you know, for me, I feel like those things I could have did more. But to feel guilty, I, I couldn't allow my, I had to tell myself that that's not okay because that played a role on my mind and my thoughts and how I felt towards myself. And that made it almost hard to give myself the grace that I desperately needed at times because I was fighting with guilt. You cannot give yourself grace if you're still fighting with guilt. You have to let the guilt go. Now, after I've kind of like, okay, the denial was wearing off, I understood what the situation was. The anger was fluctuating. It was angry one day, I'm okay next. Angry again, it was, and still I have these days. Don't get me wrong, you guys. I still have these days. I still go do through these emotions, I just haven't given up on myself. And that's why I'm able to sit here and talk to you about it now. But this next stage, depression, which is the fourth stage of grief, I like to call it the fleeting, fluctuating stage. Because what I learned with depression is that it, it never stays the same. One day you can be really sad and depressed and anxious and hurt and all these negative, like, hurtful feelings. And then the next day, you're okay. You know, you've 
you've had some type of conversation with God, with your higher self, at least for me, you know, these were my experiences. I'm so sorry about that, guys. But yeah, at least for me, these were my experiences. But the depression set in for me when I, as I became more aware of my present times, as I became more aware of like, this is where my life is now. This is what it is. I got really fucking depressed because I was like, I, this shit sucks. Like, my dad's not here. I feel more lonely. My family's moved a little bit further. I'm sick of my job. X, Y, and this. I ain't say that on the record. But yes, you know what? Fuck it. I said it. I'm sick of my job. All these things. Like, I was feeling all these things with my landlord trying to get this apartment from me. Me trying to fight for the apartment. My, my dad's wife being a fucking wife from hell. I'm just going to go out there and say it was so many things you guys that led me very much to the front door of depression it, it sucked it sucked but I had to realize I can't go back and I can't change anything I can't and that and I spoke about that in my last episode about fighting with the past and trying to go back to the person I used to be before these things happened and I realized that's impossible because I can't go back because I can't undo what has happened to me all I can do now is things differently in his name I can do things differently in my dad's name that's really what I had to come to terms with but for me it was like the grief began to set in on an even deeper level because I had all these fucking situations that I was not happy about, that I was angry about, that I was hurt about, that I was mad about. And then I knew that everything would have been different if my dad was here. But I paced myself. I gave myself grace. I told, we're going to work through this. Because any time that I felt so weak, there was just something in me that would just remind myself of my father and how strong he was and how he would never want me to give up you know, and he would want me to still keep going. And even when he lost his parents, he still kept going. So it's like, I have to do the same thing. But I also had to be honest with myself because I kind of started feeling like you guys, like I, I felt like, do I have a mental illness? And I'm not even joking with you. Like I felt like something was wrong with me because I was feeling so many things so severely. I was angry, I was mad, I was happy, I was like, it was so much going on with me, I was like, what the fuck, like, you know what I'm saying, like, grief is, like I said, it's not a linear process, you know, some days I'm happy, and I'm okay, and I know that my dad is still with me, and you know, when he first passed away, he was in my dreams a lot, he was in my dreams a lot, and all those dreams were in my apartment, which is his apartment that he left me, so I knew, like, my dad is still with me, you know, like, but... Again, I had to come to terms, like, what's happening, you know? Like, I, I'm feeling a lot of feelings, what's going on? And I realized, like, you know, wait, this is, just, this is just part of it. I don't have a mental illness, you know? This is, being depressed is a natural reaction to me losing a loved one, any loss for that matter. So some may make you feel like you have to snap out of it. Some may make you feel like you got to bounce back. Like, I felt like I couldn't be sad every single day you know especially when it first happened when it first happened I felt like I really couldn't cry because I needed to kind of be there for everybody else you know I felt like I had to be strong because if I allowed myself to break down I was gonna crumble to pieces that were never going to be able to be put back together that's that's what I believed that's genuinely what I believed and I stopped acknowledging my feelings for a little bit 
because they were just too strong and I didn't know how I was going to be able to handle them once I like opened the floodgates <laughs> of my emotions. But it's okay to be depressed. You should be. Not saying like, are you depressed? No, well, you should be. Not saying that, but it's okay. This is a part of life. Losing someone you really love, a family, a parent, yourself, a loved one, a relationship, be depressed about it because it's it's warranted feelings. You understand what I'm saying? Like, it makes sense to feel this way because this is the type of situation that you're handled. Just like if I got presented with some amazing news, I'd be ecstatic. I'd be joyful. I'd be happy. I'd be celebrating. But that makes sense because I've received something that warrants those emotions. You understand what I'm saying? So, like I said, but like, the fleeting of it was because Tuesdays was always better than, was always worse than Wednesdays for me. I don't know what the fuck that was about, but I swear, Tuesdays was always better. I mean, always worse than Wednesdays. I was all, I'll always be very in my head and hurt and angry and crying on a Tuesday, and then Wednesday, the next day, I'd be better. I swear to you not, today is a Wednesday. I'm much better. Yesterday, I was kind of sad in the beginning of my day. I cried a lot. I was in my dad's room, just hurt, just crying, just all these things, praying to God, talking to my dad, all these things. And today I'm a little bit stronger. You know, I got my head held high. I felt my dad's energy in my dream last night. So something's changed, you know. So that was for me. I don't know about you guys, but um, what day, what day is good for you, what day is bad. But, yeah, the last and final stage, acceptance. Now, the first misconception that I learned about acceptance is that people think you're okay with what has happened to you, that you're, you're good, you know, like, yeah, it happened, I'm okay, I've accepted it, it's good. And that's not true because, to be honest with you, I, I don't know about any, anyone else's situation, but I don't think I'll ever be okay with the loss of my father. I may get better with accepting it, I may get better with healing, but I don't think I'll ever be okay with the fact that I have to now live the rest of my life without my dad. But this stage is really about accepting the reality that our loved one is gone and this is our permanent reality moving forward. That's what, I, that's what I came to realize. This is what reality is. I cannot change it. There's nothing that I can do. Lord, grant me the serenity to accept what I cannot change. This is like very potent in there. I had to do that. Because it's like, I was, I'm now being forced to live in a reality where my dad is not here. Naturally, I had resistance to that because that's a fucked up realization. I didn't want to believe that. That's where the denial came in. You know, that's where the bargaining seeped in sometimes, from time to time. Because that, that, that was a fucked up realization. <laughs> but I, it was necessary. And, you know, I spoke with you guys last episode about fighting with going back to who I was and all these things and I didn't realize until when I started working on this episode about the stages of grief and I came across the last stage which was acceptance and I came across something along the lines and it said we realize every day with acceptance that we cannot keep the past intact we can't our lives will forever be changed and now it's up to us to readjust to those changes one more time We've realized after accepting every single day that we cannot keep the past intact. 
Our lives will forever be changed, and it's now up to us to readjust to those changes. Feel how you feel. It's okay. I needed to hear that. I needed to do that. Feel how you feel. But you can't go back and change the past. And I spoke, like I said, I spoke on my last episode because I really want you guys to understand. Like, that, me fighting for months trying to go back to, quote, unquote, who I was before these things happened, that hindered my healing and my growth so much. Because I was trying to get back to somebody who was no longer existing. That girl, that comfortable girl, woman, because I am damn near 30, excuse me, that comfortable woman no longer exists because life got real uncomfortable for me. Having my dad here was a form of security. You know, my dad always had my back no matter what my dad had my back, you know? I was a daddy's girl to the T, and if you know me, you know I was a daddy's girl. Like, it, I don't even know how to explain it at this point. It was, I, I very much so loved my dad. So I was just like, damn, this is fucked up. I don't want to deal with this. I want to go back to how before shit was. But you can't do that. It's impossible. With acceptance, you learn how to give yourself grace. I accepted that I couldn't go back to who I used to be. So I was able to kind of focus now on readjusting myself now to who I want to be now that this happened do I want to just give up on everything do I want to think life is just a scam and nothing is good and all these things and God never listened to a prayer that I've ever said to him like did I want to have that mentality no because I knew deep down inside it wasn't true but I did have to accept that unfortunately my dad was no longer in this physical realm and like I said I don't think I'll ever be okay with it but I can't change it. So why am I gonna try to fight it? You know? I just gotta live out his name, live out his legacy, make him proud, know that he's watching over me, and to appreciate every single day and every single person. That's what I can do instead, because fighting with the past, we already know that's just not gonna, it's just not gonna happen. You know, and a lot of, and, and I'm not gonna lie to you guys, at one point I felt like, moving forward with my life, picking up my podcast again, doing all these things, I felt guilty. You know, I felt like I was betraying my father. You know, I felt like I was betraying the process of grieving. But it's necessary. And I spoke about this on another episode that it's great that when things happen to us, it's only our life that stops and everything else around us keeps going so that we can learn how to get back and pick up our pieces again. And that's what we need to do. Our loved ones would never want us to stay stuck in these emotions, to stay stuck in these feelings, to stay stuck in our hurt and our pain. We know that we can't replace them. But we can live out their life and legacies for them. So that's kind of where my process was for accepting. Like, this is how this has to work for me. And one conclusion that I came to thinking about all of this was one thing that's guaranteed in life, you guys, is death. Everything that has given that is given life in this world is also given death. And I know right now it may not make everything easy, but oh, you'll see. And not only 
was I grieving the loss of my dad? I was grieving the loss of myself, the loss of who I was, the loss of that comfortable, secure girl or young woman that I told you guys about prior to all these things happening. So don't think that when you're grieving, it's just an external thing. There's internally grief taking place as well. I was grieving all these ideas of what I thought and how I thought it should be and what I've, everything had to go because it no longer stood relevant for who I was now. I've been traumatized by pain, by hospitals, by doctors, by all these things, by people, by situations. But am I going to allow it to redefine me in a negative way or am I going to use it to make me stronger, wiser, smarter and to help somebody else and to help inspire somebody else to keep living, to keep going, to keep getting up every single day and to keep fighting. I made that decision so that that's why I'm here right now and I'm able to speak to you guys because I didn't want to allow all these emotions and stages to define me in a negative way because I knew that my dad would not want that. And I don't think you should either. No matter it is what you're going through, I know that it hurts, trust me. We are all having the same human experience. That pain, it may not be the exact same, but it's similar. But you got to pick yourself up. You got to tell yourself, figure out what's going to work for you. That's what, I, that's what I honestly needed to do. What's going to work for me? That's when, I came across, that's when I came up with working out to get rid of anger. You know, doing small things, meditating when my mind is getting too anxious, praying when I get worrisome. What do I need to do so that when I get in these moments, they're not permanent? They don't feel permanent. I know how to get myself up out of them. Like I told you yesterday, you guys, I had a bad day. It's like, you know, I'm going to work out. I'm going to pray. Today's a good day. It's just about wanting it bad enough. And I want to still live bad enough. You know, I still want to achieve my goals and travel and help people and inspire. I still want to do that. And I know that my dad still wants me to do that. So I don't know who else is going through something like this. I don't know who else may be grieving the loss of a relationship, a job, a person, your old self. There's so many things to grieve, you guys. Find out what works for you. I'm not telling you that my process is going to work for you. I'm just saying, like, go do the process. Do not try to avoid it. You cannot get to the finish line of healing if you don't go through the process. Don't try to shortcut it. Just go through it. Find people to go through it with. I always say that. You know, so I'm here. I'm grateful that I didn't give up, that I researched, that I, I made myself knowledgeable on this thing, on the grieving stages, on the process. And understand, like I said, it's not a linear process. You're going to go through so many emotions. You're going to feel them, then you're not, then you are, then you're not. You feel okay, then you don't feel okay. It's okay. It's okay. Give yourself time, time, time. You need time. I know they say time heals all. And sometimes I used to think, I mean, excuse me. I used to think like, no, it's not time that heals all. It's what you do in that time. Yes. Give yourself grace in that time. Get some sun, smile, do things that make you happy again. You know, that's what I did. But I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation. It was really, really good, um, especially for me, because 
like I said, a lot of times when I'm talking to you guys, I'm really talking to myself too. I mean, technically I am, but yeah, because I'm being honest about things that sometimes are a lot easier to say out loud than to come to terms with when you're just talking to yourself in your head. So I really hope that somebody was able to relate to this. I really hope that I helped somebody embark on their healing journey. And I'm here for you guys. And we're just having this whole human experience together. I say this all the time. Let's do it together. That's the whole purpose of my podcast. I don't want to tell you how to love yourself. I don't want to tell you how to do things. I'm just sharing my experience in hopes that it inspires you to embark on your own. And we can all just share each other's experience at the table. All right? Well, bye.